Hey everybody, welcome to A Kingdom Project Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Joseph Sanchez, alongside Ernie Hernandez. How are you, my brother? I'm good, Joseph. Um, good to be back. Yes. And yes. definitely excited to move forward. I think there's a, a lot of wind yeah. on uh, continuing to just uh, step into this uh, kind of new I don't even want to call it a season, but definitely time uh, where God is moving. Yeah. And so I think we're sensing a stirring. Yeah, definitely. Deep inside. So Mm. I'm excited about it, expectant, um, and looking forward to our podcast today because we're going to move forward in our series that we began at the very beginning. And uh, uh, we were just discussing it right now. going to Matthew 24 and 25, right. especially focusing now at the beginning of Matthew 25 and, mm. and start to uh, talk about the parable of the 10 virgins. Mm. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. Our, our prior episodes, man, they were so packed and, and full of, you know, just full of wisdom and, and God's word. And I look forward to wrapping the series up and like you said we're going into a new time i think we're coming out of a month where we had like two super moons or something like that right crazy in august, in august yeah. yeah 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 and now we're in the season of rosh hashanah Ooh, you're gonna have to tell us more about that so new beginnings and okay. blessings definitely okay yeah, full of life all right yeah so i'm excited so our listeners we're gonna be camping out in matthew's chapter 24 and 25. We'll be skipping around here, reading some scripture. Ernie, without further ado. Yeah, so if you have your Bibles, you can turn to uh, Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, which is focused on the Messiah King and the kingdom. And so that's why we purposely started Kingdom Project. Mm-hmm. Um, just spending time in the Gospel of Matthew. Um, and at the very beginning of Matthew 25, um, <clears throat> on the title in, in uh, the New King James Version, it says, The Parable of the Wise and Foolish Virgins. Mm-hmm. Very <clears throat> well-known parable. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a, a parable that is... I think very uh, strategic and full of a lot of uh, just uh, reality for us, mm. uh, especially fits this time that we're in. Yeah. Um, so I think it's going to be relevant to our lives, mm. but very sobering. So these parables are very sobering yeah. when you come into the mysteries of the kingdom. Okay? For sure. And then those parables that he taught and, and that he spoke mm. uh, to reveal those deep secrets mm. uh, from the Spirit of God. So, Amen. I'm just, just asking Holy Spirit to just reveal the deeper truths because there's so much depth to yeah. God's Word that we really need to be attuned to the Spirit to help us discern and understand the Word. You know? So true. So I'm declaring yeah. that over these microphones i'm declaring it over the technology and our listeners so um yeah i i totally agree with you joseph amen um so let's let's go ahead and just dive right right into matthew 25 okay and uh we can actually read the whole parable to begin with um maybe down to um let's just read uh till verse 10. Okay. I'm out of the ESV. Do you want me to read a different? No, it's all right. Go ahead. Okay. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flasks of oil and their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a cry, Here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, 
Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, Since there will not be enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves. And while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterward the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. Powerful. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So looking right at the beginning of the parable, really the parable um, in, in uh, context is about uh, being watchful. Mm. Okay? Of course, being watchful for the return of Christ. Right. Yeah, because when we look at it, it's, <clears throat> they're both virgins. One or, five are just wise and the other five are, yeah. are, not, are foolish. Yes. And when we think of a virgin, we think of clean. They're both clean because they're right. virgins. But there's a little bit of a significance here. Yes. Okay. And so we're going to look at that detail and dig deep to define the difference okay. between the wise and the foolish. Okay. So that we make sure that we line up with the wise. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we don't want to become fools. Right. Matthew 25, sure. 1 says, Then shall the kingdom of heavens be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. So um, the word then, okay, in this verse means at that time. Okay. Oh, right at the beginning. Yes. Okay. The very first verse. Okay. Okay. Then shall the kingdom of the heavens be likened to ten virgins. So that word then at the beginning there, it has to do with at this time. So it's the time of the parousia. We talked about it before, okay? Mm. The parousia or the parousia of Christ's return. Mm. So this is all happening at the time of the parousia of Christ. So we wow. got to keep that in mind in context, okay? So okay. when the parousia described in chapter 24, Matthew 24 is taking place, many things will be happening. Then the kingdom of heaven will be likened to ten virgins. You know the word like or as, it always is a key uh, so that the reader understands that it's a similitude. Mm. Okay, It isn't really talking about actual virgins, but like a virgin like. or as a virgin. Oh, and you okay. describe like, you know, being clean, clean yeah. uh, was your definition of maybe what that meant mm. to be a virgin, a virgin. Okay, so virgins signify believers in the aspect of life. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 11, 2. 2 Corinthians 11, 2? Yes. It says, For I feel a divine jealousy for you, since I betrothed you to one husband, to present you as a pure virgin to Christ. Okay. So this is Paul speaking about the Corinthian believers. Mm. And he says, I'm jealous over you with a jealousy of God. For I betrothed you or promised you, okay, to one husband mm. to present you as a pure virgin, a chaste virgin to Christ. Mm. So what you were speaking about it lines up, okay, right. with the scripture and what mm. the scripture is going to define as a virgin as well. Uh, so believers who are the kingdom people and part of the kingdom, they're like virgins. Mm. They're chaste virgins. Uh, they bear the Lord's testimony, mm. which is a lamp, just so we know that, okay? The testimony of the Lord is a lamp, like a lamp, Okay. And so they're bearing testimony, the Lord's testimony, in a dark age and going out of the world to meet the Lord. So get the picture of these virgins, okay? They are going to become a witness or a testimony, okay? And they're 
coming out of darkness, out of the world, so to speak, mm. to meet the Lord. Wow. To meet Christ. Right? And so that's the scene that we're looking at. Uh, for, for this, they need not only the indwelling, but also the fullness of the Spirit of God. Mm. Okay? We know we have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in our lives, but what they're talking about is another level of the fullness of the Spirit of God. And I'm going to break that down and show you what that looks like, okay, in just a minute. So okay. now we're getting the picture, okay? Uh -huh. So we have the virgins coming out of the world to meet the Lord. They represent the bride, and the groom is coming. Okay. Okay? He's coming in to the world. Mm -hmm. They're coming out, but he's coming in to right. meet them. That's the picture that we're looking at in the parable. Okay. All right, so hold that, you know, in your mind. So uh, we as Christians, first, we're, we're virgins. Being a virgin is not a matter of work, service, or just being busy with activity, but it's a matter of life. Wow. And so we're not only virgins, but pure virgins. So being a virgin is not a matter of what we do or what we're able to do or accomplish it's a matter of who we are mm. and it's important for us whether we're male or female to understand that the bible saying that we are virgins right so it's not gender right i'm an older man but i need to act like a virgin mm. i need to conduct myself as a virgin and I don't want to sell my virginity to anyone. Right. <laughs> Is that kind of like your soul? You, yeah, you will see that. Okay. Okay, you yeah. got ahead of me. But okay. yes, that's where we're going. <laughs> right, okay. Cool. Um, and even before the enemy, <clears throat> our enemy, I'm a virgin. You're a virgin. Okay. In the way that you live your life and mm -hmm. who you are. Okay. So look at verse 1 again. Verse 1 says that the virgins took their lamps and they went to meet the bridegroom. Lamps signify the spirit of the believer. So let's look at Proverbs 20, verse 27. Twenty, Verse 27 says, The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord searching all his innermost parts okay um so even the inner being mm. the spirit is able to search it out okay and it's like a lamp okay and we are um believers and the spirit that we have the spirit of the believer is like a lamp so you know we have a spirit there's god's spirit but we also have a spirit, okay? Um, so our spirit contains the spirit of God as oil. Mm. Did you catch that? Yes. Let me say that again. So we have a spirit, mm -hmm. and then there's God's spirit. Right. And when we receive Christ, and we're born again by the spirit, our spirit comes alive. It was dead and trespasses and sin. It comes alive and it connects and is joined with God's spirit. Mm. It's like an infusion. And it's in the form of oil that wow. it's symbolically represented in the Bible. Oil. Oil. That's the spirit of God, okay? So now we have a, you know, because we know the Bible's full of, of all kinds of pictures and, mm -hmm. you know, all kinds of analogies. And, and we have to be able to read them and understand that that it's the same throughout the whole Bible, okay, that's being depicted. Look at Romans 8, 16. 8, 16 says, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Okay, so there's a Spirit of God, and it bears witness with... Our spirit. Our spirit, okay, that we're children of God. Wow. So there you see, God's Spirit 
bears witness with our spirit or reveals truth mm. or reality to our spirit mm. okay um, that we are children of God mm. so you're seeing the picture there in Romans that we have a spirit but there's also God's spirit and now they're connected mm. all right yeah. and so the form that we said describes what the Holy Spirit is like in our being joined together is oil now we remember that our spirit is called the lamp of God lamp of God and in those days what did the lamp lamps use to burn oil oil yeah all right so believers shine with the light of the spirit of God from within their spirit they become the light of the world like a lamp shining in the darkness of this age uh, we read that before in Matthew 5 14 through 16 where it says you're the light of mm -hmm. the world not just Jesus Jesus said I'm the light of the world but then he turned around and to his believers in Matthew 5 he said he you're the us. light of the world yeah. a city on a hill cannot be hidden and by the way uh, you don't take a lamp in a house and put it under a basket and hide it mm. you let it just shine shine and fill the whole house right okay so all of this language you know it's parabolic language that the lord used he spoke in parables he used parabolic language mm. that's why many times we miss the deeper things or the mysteries of god mm. because we don't understand that we need to be able to you know uh, interpret the pictures mm. that he's using um, the 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 um, idioms that he's using language that they understood right. symbolically the symbolism that's there um, in Matthew uh, look at Philippians 2 15 and 16 Philippians 2 15 uh, verse 15 and 16 it says that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world holding fast to the word of life so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain and so um, I don't know if I spoke this on uh, our podcast but you mentioned the supermoons mm. and I did uh, recently share a message about the luminaries in the sky mm. being created on the fourth day the Sun the moon and the stars um, that were to rule by day and rule by night that were positioned on purpose to um, help us uh, recognize appointed seasons and times that mm. God has so wow. there are signals and, and he wove them you know in the heavenlies with worship and and so very symbolic the language of the bible mm. that connects because it's divinely arranged and so when i found out about the supermoons taking place god started speaking to me about that and letting me know that uh, it, it's not an accident that this year, 2023, we had two supermoons at the beginning of the month of August and at the end of the right. month of August. Yeah. And that there was uh, glory okay, being revealed because supermoons are bigger and brighter because they are closer to the earth. That's why you can see them yeah. more clearly and uh, it almost looks like the sun during the day which right. the bible does talk about uh in in the psalms mm -hmm. that there will be times where where the moon will actually shine as bright as the sun and the sun as seven days of wow shining and it's funny because uh, the sun does give the moon light right the moon reflects right. off of the sun yes That's and crazy. the luminaries are often <clears throat> referred to and symbolize um the the son jesus the church mm. and israel wow in the form of the luminaries and so and they were given uh dominion over darkness mm. think about that yeah okay so very very important for us to 
uh, look at creation and receive revelation. God is still revealing through his creation. You can spend time in nature and get away from the jungle that we're in, you know, the cities wow. and all of that. And before you know it, revelation will start coming to you. Yeah. Uh, that happened to Priscilla and I when we went to um, Uganda for the first time. And God began to speak clearly wow. through his revelation of creation mm. and who he is. And I remember uh, clearly the Lord speaking to me telling me oh you want a miracle you've been praying and asking for a miracle and we ended up at the nile at the the mouth of the nile at the source of the nile which is debatable with a lot of different people but right. regardless we were there where people believed it was the source of the nile in mm. in um uganda near the jinja area of uganda and Priscilla and I, we actually rode uh, on a boat right there, oh, wow. starting there at the source and then, you know, down the Nile there. <laughs> That's crazy. And God began to speak to both of us because we realized um, that um, God was showing us that there are miracles everywhere, mm -hmm. every day. Amen. Because the Nile River is a miracle. Yeah. It, it flows upstream. That's crazy. And it's huge. It's just one of the largest rivers in the world. Mm. And it's flowing, you know, three months upstream, defying gravity. That's crazy, <laughs> man. I never knew that. Wow. Right. And so we're weeping because God's revealing and speaking to us right in the moment. Yeah. And, and I was like so humbled because God was saying, you want a miracle? You want, oh, look, here's a miracle. Yeah. There's miracles everywhere. I'm like, right. okay, God. Right. Are we just realizing it or are we not? Yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah. It, and so we don't want to miss all that glory. Yeah. And that's why the super moons were so important. But they led us into the season this month in September. Mm. So they were kind of introducing and preparing us for the announcement of the season that we've entered into, which is new beginnings and new blessings because of Rosh Hashanah, not because it's just a Jewish holiday, mm -hmm. but the significance of it and the reenactment of it today in our lives that we can, you know, uh, align ourselves with mm -hmm. and actually experience where we're going to experience new creation. New creation. Wow. new beginnings of things uh promises you know uh being fulfilled and tremendous things so yeah um wow. so here you see paul in philippians 2 15 uh, he's talking about us you know uh being luminaries in the world that were to shine brightly okay and give testimony to the Lord and glorify God. And so virgins, um, uh, as virgins, we, we don't take weapons for fighting <laughs> or sports equipment, you know, but lamps for lamps. testifying. Wow. That's what we're carrying. We're carrying these lamps, you know, for shining and for enlightening and uh, they're in our hands so that we can uh, be a testimony of the Lord mm. in the earth. Now, testimony, this might seem like a redundant question or very basic, but testimony is just our story. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Well, remember, don't ever forget God's goal, okay, for mankind, his purpose for everything is that he would reproduce himself in us mm. that we would turn around and reproduce him in others wow. that's what he's doing yeah. multiplication that's his strategy of how to change culture mm. and the world everybody else is trying to figure out how they can change the world how they can change society and culture but god's not going to move from his purpose that will prevail and his purpose is to reproduce himself in us 
and then we turn around and reproduce him in others. Mm. That will change culture. Man, but that means it's up to you. Right. It's up to me to let God reproduce himself in me mm. and cooperate and participate with that. And as I do, then the outcome and the result of that is supernatural. He begins to reproduce himself into others through us. Wow. Into our assigned territory and domain, wherever that may be. Yeah. Just imagine what that would look like as transformed believers, like truly transformed, not just go to church on Sunday and then kick back the rest of the week, but truly transformed believers infiltrating these systems of society to reproduce others right. by the influence we have in the life that we're living. God, it baffles me. Yeah. You know? it, it, and again, we have to come back to the reality of, I can't make that happen. Right. Right. But we're, we're trying so hard. We're trying, but... <laughs> He, he doesn't need us. Yeah. He does, but he doesn't. Right. And we have to come to that place where we can't do anything. Yeah. You can't pray, read. You can't help enough people. You can't do it because this is a, an inside job. Man. The kingdom of God must come within you mm. and be established in you. Then when you take the, the gospel of the kingdom... To be a witness to the nations, right. it's going to have an impact and an influence and inspire people yeah. also to come into their true citizenship in the kingdom of God because they've lost it. Ooh. So they need to come back to it. Yes. Totally different than just sending everybody to hell and treating them like right. they were worthless. Right. That's not how God treats them. Yeah. That's how we treat them. But they just don't understand and don't realize that there is a real kingdom and a governance. Mm -hmm. And they belong to it, but they lost their citizenship because of, of course, the fall. The seat, yeah. Lies. But Jesus came to reestablish it, to mm -hmm. bring them back into so much. Right. Abundance. Yeah. yeah. And so it, it's, it's oh, beautiful. Man. So uh, the virgins in the parable, they went and, and they went forward. And that means that believers are going to go out to meet Christ. And the virgins don't need to just be settled any place, okay? They're going out of the world, okay? Um, and if the Lord delays his coming back, like we see in the parable, the world is going to eventually prepare a resting place for you until he returns. Wow. It's called the grave. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, we don't get comfortable here. We're watching yeah. and waiting for his return. Right. Growing. Yes. And, oh. and so um, I, I just think that we, we need to understand that and uh, realize it's not escapism. We don't want to just get out of here, okay? Because there's so much more than just what the parable is focusing on right now. Okay, right. we'll study that more. But so the bridegroom in the story of the parable uh, signifies um, Christ, Okay. And so uh, when you think of bridegrooms, you usually think of somebody pleasant, attractive, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, I do a lot of weddings, Joseph. Every month I'm doing <laughs> weddings, you know. Yeah. And grooms are usually pretty happy people. Uh, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, they're pretty decked out. And, you know, this is just such a special yeah. day for them, you know. Um, look at John 3:29. Twenty-nine says, "The one who has the bride is the bridegroom. The friend of the bridegroom, who stands and hears him, rejoices greatly at the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is now complete." Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's a picture of Christ as the bridegroom, and I love it because it's not. It's not. Uh, it's not picturing him or showing him like a general, right? Right, coming. Yeah. 
even though he will, okay, um, or a commander-in-chief, but a bridegroom. And so, um, you know, the virgins are going and the bridegroom is coming. Mm. The virgins are going, the bridegroom is coming. That's the picture. And then look at verse 2, okay, in Matthew 25. It says, And five of them were foolish, and five were wise or prudent. The number five in the Bible is very significant, okay? Five is huge in the Bible. As you know, numbers have a lot of significance, mm -hmm. okay, and indicators in them. And the number five, okay, is composed of four plus one. Wow. Okay? So four plus one signifying man with the four and then God with the one. Or God plus man. God man. God being added to man. Right. The number five stands for responsibility. Mm. Many people will tell you the number five stands for grace. grace. That's and that's thought. correct. But what is grace? It really is responsibility. Yeah, right. I got to write this down. <laughs> okay. So um, the fact that five are foolish and five are wise does not indicate that half of the believers are foolish and half of the believers are wise. It's not like 50% believers are going to end up wise and 50% of them are going to end up foolish. Okay. It's indicating that all believers bear responsibility. Yeah, because 10 is, what's 10 again? 10 is the number of testing. Testing, okay. Yeah. I'm not sure if that has any significance in this. Or small tribulation. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, right. 10. And, and so, and and so the, this this indicates that we have a responsibility, and the responsi responsibility of virgins is to be filled with the Spirit of God. Mm. Keep thinking about how this parable is all about believers that are not just experience experiencing you know having the holy spirit in their life but being filled filled okay with the spirit of god in their life uh the old testament reveals that the number five is responsibility for example ten commandments right five and five five and five yeah. what are the first five ten commandments about they're they're you know about our responsibility before god and the last five are responsibility towards man. Wow. It's like a mirror. Yeah. Yeah. So there, and of course the commandments are more than that. Mm -hmm. But um, they're divided into two groups of five. The number five appears frequently uh, even in the tabernacle in the furniture. Five is a basic factor of many of its dimensions. When you study the tabernacle and all the details, you see tremendous you know, oh, yeah. pictures because of the number five right, right, right. in the dimensions, okay, of all the furniture and everything that was built, you know, regarding the, the tabernacle. Mm -hmm. Five fingers on our hand indicate how the number five is composed in the Bible. So it's composed of four plus one. And you know that it's important because uh, you can't really grip something if you don't have your thumb. Um, yeah, that's right. Wow. So you have tremendous responsibility, but you're not alone ever. Mm -hmm. God is added to you to fulfill the responsibility he's giving you and putting on you, okay? And, and so this means that by ourselves, the number four, uh, we, can, we cannot bear responsibility, but when God is added, we can do it. So the number four, by the way, you find in Revelations 4 when it describes the four creatures at the throne mm -hmm. with the face of an eagle with the face of a lion with the face of an ox and with a face of a man right. okay man being God's highest creation mm -hmm. okay so it's it's really the number of the creature the number four in the right. Bible 
but that includes man especially okay that's why we say five is one plus four yeah. so it's it's god plus the creature if you're going to be correct with using the numbers and their symbolism in the bible and i love by the way those four creatures uh, that are depicted around the throne of God and how symbolically they are even to the four Gospels wow. and the four pictures of Christ. Okay, They correlate. We'll, we'll talk about that uh, okay. another time as well. Um, verse 2. That's a whole other podcast. Okay? <laughs> I bet. Because <laughs> uh, it's in Ezekiel as well. And yeah. He has a crazy vision of it. And, right, right. But let's look at verse 2, okay? Five of the virgins were foolish, five were wise. And Jesus mentions the foolish first because in the bearing of responsibility, the problem is not with the wise ones. Mm. So the problem's not the wise virgins, it's the foolish ones, okay? Something, okay, is foolish that makes these virgins false. Okay, and we want to look at that. So in nature, these virgins are all the same, all ten. Okay, um, so verse three tells us the reason they're foolish. You want to know? No oil. Go ahead. Yeah, read it. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. Okay, and what does oil signify? God's spirit yeah so oil is a symbol of the spirit of god isaiah 61 1 where jesus proclaimed mm. that he was anointed Anointed. by god okay he's the anointed one okay um and hebrews 1 look at hebrews 1 9 i i love that verse okay see this i love this because we're using the whole bible to interpret itself yes i mean yes i'm sorry hebrews one nine. One nine. Okay. <clears throat> you have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. <laughs> it's a beautiful verse, right? Yeah. yeah it, it says, you, you, and this is talking about the throne of God, the righteous scepter of God and the Lord. Okay. But it's also for you and for me. It says, mm. you have loved righteousness, hated lawlessness. And so God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of exultant joy wow. above your partners. I love that. Yes. Exultant joy. Um, and there is tremendous joy as we come into alignment as one of the virgins to pursue righteousness and hate lawlessness it's a picture Mm. we want that to happen i believe there's great power in the fear of the lord yes that as we come together every time and when you go into a study in a time with the Lord in your prayer closet or wherever, that we should have an increase of the reverential fear of God in our lives. Man, we need it. We need it desperately. Definitely, yeah. Because it's it's not just because uh, we need to walk around afraid, you know, mm-hmm. or scared to do anything wrong. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about having such an awe and wonder of who God really is and understanding his righteousness. Yeah, it's like a state of just humbling yourself. Yes. You know, like, yeah, man, I don't know. It is. You know, that's a good description. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is willing to understand and know him. To the point where it just humbles you right and yeah. and there's so much wrapped up in that so the foolish ones were foolish because they had no oil in their lamps but not the extra portion of oil in the vessel that they needed okay they had some oil because their lamps were burning all 10 so you know they had some oil in their lamps right remember 
and we're talking about saved believers. Yes. These are all saved. Yes. Okay. These are all believers. Clear that they're, up. Yeah, they represent believers. Right. Okay. Um, and and they had oil because their lamps were burning. Sometimes we think we're okay just because our our lamps are burning. Mm. <laughs> all, right. all right. But we're gonna we're gonna break that down. Okay, because um, it's important that you know you don't only just have lamp oil in your lamp burning, but you have the extra portion of mm. oil so that you don't run out right right like they did they ran out of oil okay they didn't have oil in their vessel mm. not their lamp their lamp was their spirit right. remember right we said that the spirit of man is the lamp of the lord in proverbs what was it 20 2019 20 yeah 2019 something like that okay um and, and so um, look at verse 4 read verse 4 again but the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps okay so this one is calling it uh, yours is calling it a flask, flask of oil okay and this one in my translation is and this is Darby is calling it vessels, vessels. with their lamps okay so man is a vessel made for God would you agree with that statement? Definitely. That the, the Bible calls man a vessel. Vessel. That there are vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor, dishonor. Wow. in the Bible that are mentioned. And that God, who's the potter, can make whatever vessel he wants to out of you. Mm. That's mentioned in Romans and then in the Old Testament as well. When you go to the potter's house. And you get on the potter's wheel. Wow. <laughs> and does the clay have right to say to the potter, what are you making out of me? Complaining. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's a whole, a whole nother podcast. Here we go. We're getting more podcasts. Um, so look, let's look at Romans 9.21. Let's go there. Romans 9. Romans 9.21 Yeah This one says Has the potter no right over the clay To make out of the same lump One vessel For honorable use And another for dishonorable use There it is, there it is. So Don't take my word for it But there <laughs> it is And look at verses 23 and 24 23 and 24 In order to make known The riches of his glory for vessels of mercy which he has prepared beforehand for glory Woo. even us whom he has called not from the Jews only but also from the Gentiles as indeed he says in Hosea and then they reference Hosea yeah. my God I, I declare and decree that we are vessels of mercy Amen. And <laughs> I don't know a how much mercy I've received and they're new every morning, my brother. And they're new every morning. <laughs> and I thank God. Yeah. You know, because he can do what he wants with me. Right. He chooses to create a vessel of mercy. Mm-hmm. And I'm good with that. I'm thankful for it. Yeah. So man's personality is in the soul. Okay. So we got to understand, we have to understand that man's personality, his personhood is in his soul. We know the soul consists of the mind, the will, and the emotions. Right. Okay. So vessels here signify the soul of the believer. Wow. Vessels. Right. So now think about the foolish virgins they had oil in their lamps, mm. but their vessels were empty. Empty. Their souls didn't have oil. Mm. What's oil? Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit wants to pour oil into your soul, wow. into my soul. And that's what being connected, your, your soul and your spirit does. Mm. 
As long as your soul is connected to your spirit, the Holy Spirit will begin to dispense the oil okay, that's necessary in your life to cause you to be a testimony of the Lord yeah. and to shine and to be bright and to glorify the Lord. <laughs> wow. We're trying to make it happen by what we do mm -hmm. with our bodies. Right. It's, it's never going to happen. Yeah, and so it's like you said, inward. Yes. That's where the work that's where the work's at. That's where it works. But we're trying to right? escape our bodies, you know. Yeah, Even yeah. like escapism like you said, but we have to the work is here on earth. Yeah. To bring heaven to earth. <laughs> yes. So now we know <clears throat> we don't want to just have a little oil and you know, this little light of mine. Oh, man, I was just singing that with Lincoln this morning. <laughs> let it shine, let it shine. We don't want just a little light yeah. and a little oil. We want a whole vessel, vessel. full of oil. Yeah. So we want to be filled with more of God's Spirit in mm -hmm. our lives. Okay, so the five wise virgins not only had oil in their lamps, but they had oil in their vessels. The difference between right. the wise and the foolish okay having oil in their lamps signifies that they have the spirit of god dwelling in their spirit according to romans 8 verse 9 and verse 16 let's read those two verses romans 8 verse 9 9 mm -hmm. says you however are not in the flesh but in the spirit if in fact the spirit of god dwells in you anyone who does not have the spirit of christ does not belong to him. And then 16, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So you have the Spirit of God. Mm. You have to. In order to be a believer, you have to have God's Spirit in you. And yeah. he's the one that regenerates you mm. and causes yeah. your spirit to come to life. Okay, but also bears witness to the truth mm. in your spirit now that is alive. Okay, what is truth? What is real? Uh, and so he dwells in you. You have him. You're the temple of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Not questioning that at all. Okay, taking oil in their vessels signifies that they have the fullness of the Spirit of God saturating their souls wow. we are expecting and believing for a saturation even today as you're listening to take place in your soul that the spirit of god begin to saturate your soul mm -hmm. with the oil okay that is described in exodus 30 that is a compound holy anointing oil mm -hmm. that has elements of christ in it it's rich. It is a metabolic reality that takes place that transforms you. Yeah. <laughs> you can't make it happen. No, no way. You can just pray and believe God for it and cooperate and That's yield right. to the process. Surrender. That yeah. the Holy Spirit does in your life to bring revelation and truth and reality into your mind to renew it mm. into your will to subdue it and into your emotions to heal them wow it's a deep work that's huge it is a development process yeah. and it takes a lifetime for yes. sure and and we are privileged mm. okay to receive what god is unfolding and releasing in the earth, in his body today, not just this podcast, but many places and people that I'm starting to um, be aware of and connect with and sit with, I'm hearing the same thing. Wow. That's when you know it's God. Yeah, it's like the same like musical yeah. tone. It's not for private interpretation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's corporate. It's corporate. a corporate salvation. That's right. 
it's happening to us. Yeah. And the more we understand that, the more we don't have to compete with each other, you know, wow. because I say it better than you say it. Mm -hmm. Or people pay more attention to me than they do to you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's right. I know what I'm speaking about right now. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, yeah, it's some of those things that we compare ourselves. Yeah. Or people respond to others, but not to you. Mm. So you, you feel sometimes ignored or yeah. minimized. Minimized yeah. or marginalized or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Mm. I know what I'm talking about. I don't know who I'm speaking to, but I'm speaking to myself, first of all. <laughs> okay? Because yeah. I know it's real. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And we have to battle through that. Yeah. Because that's evidence that we need more saturation. Mm. <laughs> Subduing of the will. So that we yeah, are not man-pleasers. But we're God-pleasers. That's right. And if God gives you something to say, say it, even if it's, you stumble with it, even if you don't know quite how to get it out there, yeah. you just go ahead. Because it's a risk. Yeah. And the risk is people may not receive it. People may not like it. People may disagree with it. People, so what? Yeah. God's giving it to you. And I feel like, you know, we, we always say, speak the truth in love. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. But I'm starting to learn that if you show the person that you love them first, you're able to speak the truth. That's right. Relationship. You know I mean? Relationship. Yes. You know it, I mean? it always comes down to relationship. Yeah. We don't speak the truth and then love them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. No, that's but I very think true. I think they'll receive it a little bit better if we show them, hey, I love you no matter what. Yes. You know what I mean? And that's the true building up of the church, I think. It is. You know? It is. It is, yeah. man. Like you said, no competition. Yeah, that's, that's huge, man. Yeah, I, you know, and, and we're all being refined in, in this fire. Yeah. We're being perched. Right. You know, we're being purified. Mm. And, and that's the process of being a spokesman mm. for the Lord. Wow. So... We, we, we need to understand that's part of it. Mm -hmm. So we need to be very clear about the lamps and the vessels. Mm -hmm. According to, what time is it? Let's see. Uh, we got about, we're in 52 minutes okay. in. So we, we just need to be clear about the lamps and the vessels. And then uh, the Hebrew text, Proverbs twenty twenty seven that we read, says mm -hmm. that the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. Within the lamp is the oil, the Holy Spirit. And the New Testament reveals that our spirit is the place the Holy Spirit indwells. So we are vessels made by God, and our being, our personality, is our soul. Therefore, that's why I was saying this, our vessel uh, in, the, in this verse signifies our soul. Okay, So through regeneration, we have the Spirit of God in our spirit. Mm. That, that is a concept we have to really grasp. Yeah. That because we have our spirit connected with God's spirit and our soul now connects with our spirit, it makes our soul very powerful. Yeah. Not weak anymore. Right. See, we keep acting like we're weak. Yeah. Are we still, we're still sin conscious. You know what I mean? We're still sin conscious. <laughs> And we're still sin focused. Yeah. And that is a huge reality, huge. what yeah. you just said. Yeah. That is, a, trust me, mm -hmm. that's a game changer right yeah, there. For sure. That particular truth is very real. Um, in fact, I, I may be teaching on that, okay. uh, Lord willing, Thursday at Center of Hope. Amen. Uh, okay. The overcomers uh, okay. service they have. Uh, I have I've prepared a... a you know, a, a study wow. on talking about soul transformation, mm. you know, God's strategy to transform the world mm -hmm. and culture. So, but you're very right. And, and so that's why even looking at this, uh, through regeneration, we have the spirit 
of God in our spirit and it causes our lamp to burn. But the question is whether or not we have the extra portion of the Holy Spirit filling our soul. That's the question. That's okay. the question, yeah. And how does that happen? And how can we cooperate with that? Okay. So although we have the oil in our lamp, we need the extra portion of oil in our soul. So this signifies that the spirit must spread from within our spirit to every part of our soul. Then in our soul, we have an extra amount of the Holy Spirit. Extra, extra. Read extra, all about extra, it. Yeah. Supersize me. Supersize me. <laughs> yes. You know, like the Cheetos commercial yeah. where they puff them up. They and, puff them up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and so uh, in our soul, we shall have an extra amount of the Holy Spirit. If we have this extra portion, we are wise. Mm. You want to be wise? Definitely. You need to be filled with the yeah. extra portion of more of the Holy Spirit. Full measure. Now I understand why people sometimes are praying for a double portion mm -hmm. of the Spirit. I didn't understand that prayer, but it's starting to become clear to me. That's not a bad prayer. I think I remember asking you a question about the double portion. In remember when the when God was sending out manna on the Israelites? Yeah. And then I think on the next day he gave them a double portion or something like that. Yes. Something like that. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. Yes. So now it's becoming more clear. Yeah. On the on the Sabbath. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. they didn't want to work. And they didn't want them to work and have to go out and gather right. so for, for the Sabbath. Right. Yeah. So good, man. It's so good, right? So it's really coming down to um, praying and asking the Lord, first of all, have mercy on me. I want to have your spirit, not only in my spirit, but also in my soul. Wow. I want you to flood my soul with your spirit. I need it. I need a drink. Yeah. The Holy Spirit in. More. I need a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit in my life. I, I'm just releasing that right now. Amen. Okay because it's, it's important for us to realize that we need the extra portion of the Spirit or we can't be watchful. That's right. And we can't be waiting. Right. It's when you're filled and overflowing that you begin to expect and mm. you begin to watch and you begin to, you know, ex you get a, a stirring in you yes. that something's coming mm. and you know it. And part of it is the Lord is going to show up the kingdom is going to manifest mm. it's going to extend okay and we know it's going to c consummate one day completely mm -hmm. but i'm talking about every day the kingdom is closer now than it was yesterday wow it's ever expanding and growing and it should be happening within us as well we should be encountering and experiencing that taking place in our entire being. Being, yeah. So because of the spreading of the Spirit Himself into every part of our inward being. Mm. So I think we, we've we gone about an hour. 58 minutes, yep. And almost. we can stop here yeah. and then pick up with verse 5. Uh, for the next podcast where it starts talking about the bridegroom and him delaying his okay. coming and Ooh. what happens to all the virgins okay okay because of that and uh, it's a cliffhanger ernie yeah it's getting good because it's going to get really good you don't want to miss it okay perfect all right and thank you ernie such a my pleasure just through four verses it's so sobering you yeah. know so thank you so much i'm so thankful for our time together you said you're going to be speaking on thursday let me just give our listeners the address if you guys are interested let me pull up center of hope's address here i'll give it to you guys it's going to be 339 west highland avenue and that's in san bernardino so that's going to be at what time are you uh, 6 p.m. 6 p.m. So yes. it's an evening. 
evening teaching. I'm yeah. sure it's going to be powerful. Uh, I've been there before. Everybody is just lovely there. So, yeah. Um, yeah, if you're interested, you do not want to miss that. So thank you 